Hey friends, and welcome back. My name is Harry Baker, and this is Something Borrowed, a live performance format where me and a special guest take it in turns to share something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue, with a little bit of chat in between. This started during the COVID lockdowns, when live performance wasn't possible in the same way, and I really missed it, so I wanted the chance to connect with some of my favourite poets, musicians, and quite frankly dear friends from the circuit and finally I am thrilled to announce it has become a live event in my beloved hometown of Margate so as you listen you'll be able to hear a studio audience clapping and laughing just like you are in your ears wherever you may happen to be consuming this sweet sweet content. For the first episode, I wanted to get a very special guest indeed, the wonderful Helen Seymour, who not only knows the format, but has brilliant poems and great chat in between. I loved this so much. You'll be able to tell how much fun I'm having. I hope you enjoy it just as much. This episode contains the greatest Dragon's Den pitch you'll ever hear in your life, some in-depth detective work, a garage song inspired by Greta Thunberg, and a whole lot of goodness in between. There is a brief moment halfway through we've had to cut out of the recording due to the sensitive nature of being a detective, but you'll barely notice such is my editing skills. So let's get into it and I will come back and see you at the end. Welcome back. Thank you so much for not leaving. Um, thank you, all of the open micers. Thank you, all of you, for being a fantastic audience. Did we enjoy the first half? Excellent news. Um, what I'm going to do is, in this half, me and my special guests are going to take it in turns to share something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. And rather than immediately inviting this wonderful, talented performer up and making them sort of watch me. I thought I would do my poem first and then bring them up for the reception and applause and momentum that they deserve. Uh, the something old that I have chosen to do uh, is based on experience I had this week. I did a half day of school performances and workshops in a school in Canterbury, and it was quite a typical experience and it was first thing in the morning and afterwards the students all said they really enjoyed it but during they did not tell that to their face <laughs> so <laughs> I was just sort of left there and in that moment about halfway through you have the choice of either just kind of accepting that it's going to be silent and doing poems that require silence and therefore saying that you're in control of the silence or doubling down and trying to break them with fun <laughs> and audience participation even though it's nine o'clock in the morning and they are 13 years old and so I finished on this poem thinking it could break them and the experience sort of broke me but <laughs> I'm doing it now to reclaim it in a space where people seem friendlier and if you don't like it then I will know that I am the problem. <laughs> uh, this poem is based on a song by Ed Sheeran called A Team and in it there is a line that goes, it's too cold outside for angels to fly. And I always thought that sounded a lot like, it's too cold outside for angel delight. Just a sort of pudding I used to love as a child. And so I thought what would happen if there was someone out there brave enough to rewrite the entirety of the song and make it all about pudding and dessert. And then I thought sometimes 
you do have to be the change you want to see in the world. And so I have taken that upon my shoulders. And if there's any 13-year-olds in Canterbury in the room, then enjoy it. White lips, cream tart. This is where our love starts. Baby cakes, sweetheart. Started out sickly sweet. You were my equal treat. Good enough to eat. And they say we're looking kind of tasty, crumbling like pastry. Love covers me like icing while icing. Your face seems to infiltrate my sweet dreams. My heart melts like ice cream while ice cream. Every day's a Sunday for us. Because we were just on a profiterole. You bring the spoon and I'll bring the bowl. I don't want to fudge this up tonight. Because I gave you my heart on a plate. You ate it up like some chocolate cake. <laughs> now it's too cold outside <laughs> for my angel delight. <laughs> it started out so sweet. Now it's an eaten mess. Spot desserts backwards. You got me stressed. It can lead to heartache when ideas are half-baked. It's a parfait. And I said to digest and I don't want to be a flake. But I think we need a break. You see, I'm a fruitcake and I give you toothache, it's too late. There is a bun in the oven. This relationship's gone stale. No loving. And they say we're looking kind of tasty, crumbling like pastry. Love covers me like icing while icing. Your face seems to infiltrate my sweet dreams. My heart melts like ice cream while ice cream. Every day's a Sunday for us, a recipe for disaster. And no amount of sugar could cast a spell to glaze over the cracks. Relationship got sticky like a flapjack meringue. But you never rang back. Yeah. <laughs> that is my favourite line I've ever written. <laughs> you took a slice out my heart like a pie chart. This Vianetta vendetta tearing us apart. So yes, I scream and she ran out the cart. Oh. <laughs> Why are you being such a lemon tart for? You're taking the biscuit. We need to banana split. Now I'm a single cream, no longer whipped. I'm an apple turnover new leaf that's got petty like Falou. <laughs> so you know what, Eclair? It's time for me to desert you. <laughs> so I am putting you in your place. You'll get your just desserts. This is a trifling case. Well, I guess justice hurts. And Tirama suing you to get custody. <laughs> it's Pavlova. <laughs> You're muffin to me. And they say we're looking kind of tasty, crumbling like pastry. Love covers me like icing while icing. Your face seems to infiltrate my sweet dreams. My heart melts like ice cream while ice cream. Every day was a Sunday for us because we were just on a profiterole. <laughs> brought the spoon and you brought the bowl. I wish we hadn't fudged it up that night because I gave you my heart on a plate. You ate it up like some chocolate cake. <laughs> now it's too cold outside for my angel delight. <laughs> Thank you so much.
Thank you so much. Could you take the applause and double it as we welcome to the stage the one and only fantastic Helen Seymour. for being here hello Thanks i'm for very excited me. for you to do some poems Thanks. before you do uh what's your dream audience and what's your nightmare audience i've experienced my nightmare audience um in a town hall in norwich uh <coughs> hoverton town hall for some reason someone decided it'd be a good idea to put me on at lunchtime um <laughs> To, like I had a show, like an hour-long spoken word play show thing, and um, they put me on... Well, first of all, it was called To Helen Back, which is fucking hilarious, because <laughs> my, <laughs> my name's Helen. Um, <laughs> but as I drove up to the thing, I'd seen... They like made their own sign, and it said, um, To Helen, Hell and Back. <laughs> and I thought... That doesn't bode well, <laughs> that they've misunderstood the, the show, the title <laughs> of the show, yeah. To Helen, Helen Back. Yeah. And, um, and then I got there, and all the audience were like 70 plus, which is cool, like, no judgment there. But there's a bit where, like, I go into the audience and pretend to be the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm doing a rap about death. Um, and like, <laughs> like gyrating around, um, and and they weren't finding it funny. And it's like it's quite difficult to do that to just a room of silence, like, and to just keep on going. And then there was another bit where like I pretend to be a badger, and and a woman left, and and I thought she probably just gone to the loo, but she didn't come back. Um, and then at the end. I was like staying around and um, nobody really knew what to say, but the organizer was giving me a lift back, so I couldn't just leave, which was horrific. And some one person said, I heard them say like, what did you think? And she said, well, it wasn't for me. And then she saw me hear that and said, but I think it's incredible you remembered all your words. <laughs> of my own show. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was the worst one. This one's nice. They just laughed at all of that. Great. So this, <laughs> is this is the best. This Fantastic. is my dream. <laughs> um, would you share a poem for us? Would sure. you like a mic stand? Mm, no. Um, <laughs> so old, is that the order we're doing it? Yeah. Old, yeah, something old first. So unfortunately, my book that was new is now old. <laughs> but I haven't written another one. It's just old now, because it came out, when did it come out? Like 2021? It's a bit old now. <laughs> and some of them I look at and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not great, is it? But um, you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Online, and that would, that would help me out. Um, <laughs> I think I'll do this one about dating an anaesthetist. It's quite short. Also, you doing that reminds, just suddenly reminded me that once 
I was WhatsApping with a boy, um, uh, as is my hobby, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, I was always, like years ago, I was WhatsApping with a boy, and um, I th thought he sort of liked me, but I was like, yeah, I need to seal the deal. So I like wrote him a rap to the tune of Lose Yourself. <laughs> And like typed it all out, <laughs> and then oh, because we were joking, we had to do a rap battles. So I wrote my own "Lose Yourself," and then he just replied with "Wow," <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end. Um, <laughs> the anaesthetist I've been dating is really starting to annoy me. Not once has he told me that I've still got some of the general anaesthetic left in me, and it's very rare, but it can stay in you for this long. But as a special treat tonight, he'll take me to the hospital, beep us into an empty room. I'll lie down and he'll put suction cups over each part of my face and drain it from me. And it will be black and thick. And he'll pour it into a see-through plastic bag, clip the top and put it in the medical waste bin, clean my face with a cold wet wipe and tell me soon I'll be awake. said we'd have a debrief now yes <laughs> um, I wanted to say wow but I thought it would sound sarcastic wow. <laughs> so I did an internal wow yeah thank you um how did that feel <laughs> yeah it's fine great um, <laughs> I said to Helen beforehand that I'm I just need to prep her that my something new is actually quite good <laughs> because one thing I love about doing this format is you get to sort of try different stuff out, and I really like the something borrowed because you get to hear sort of people's influences. Um, and normally the something new is sort of a bit kind of ropey, and it will 100% be ropey, but also I'm really excited about it. So uh, it's also a sort of shift in energy. I'm going to stand up, wow. which is <laughs> the first hint, um, but it's, it's got a backing track. Uh, I was inspired to write this by a Twitter exchange between uh, Andrew Tate and Greta Thunberg. Uh, it was sort of around the New Year period, which means it was the highlight of both last year and this year for me. <laughs> because, uh, as if you know Andrew Tate, if you don't, congratulations. Uh, but he's a sort of self-described misogynist who's currently under investigation for sort of multiple counts of sex trafficking. So he's the bad guy. Uh, and Greta Thunberg, people's champ. And so he was trying to like wind her up by just sort of smoking a cigar and having pizza and saying he wasn't going to recycle it. But by making a video of this, he outed to the Romanian authorities the pizza shop that he was nearby. And that was enough evidence to sort of arrest him. Uh, and then Greta replied, this is what happens when you don't recycle because she <laughs> is the people's champ. Uh, <laughs> but I wasn't... Of aware of Andrew Tate other than when I was in schools doing workshops some of the teenage boys sort of would talk about him and call him the top G and sort of say that he was cool uh, and so I thought if I channeled my feelings into a sort of garage track then I could win over the youth and also subtly turn them away from Andrew Tate and towards me so this uh, <laughs> this song is called Top G uh, and I one of the umbrages I take is that Andrew Tate doesn't have any G's in his name, 
whereas Greta Thunberg is my top G. It's a bit when I say they took the biscuit and I want everyone to shout McVitie's, uh, <laughs> but you'll know when that happens. This goes out to the top G Greta, environmental trendsetter, goat like Feta, no one better, inspire strikers like Arteta. You come from the land of Ikea, but you come with grand ideas. They're gonna need a bigger billy bookcase to all of this is what is right here. You say absurdity is your superpower, you can't help speak truth to power. Say you only speak what is necessary, but we can listen to you for hours. And the fact that you're young and you're right just maybe triggers insecure babies. But if you come for the queen, don't miss and always recycle pizza boxes. So this one goes out to the top G, they ain't been treating you properly. This one goes out to the top G, they ain't been treating you properly. This one goes out to the top G, they ain't been treating you properly. All of the haters, all of the same, tell them to put some respect on your name. This goes out to the G, Gary Lineker, you're the reason I eat salt and vinegar. Bet you look fire in the gym like Cinnabar, I will watch Match of the Day in the cinema. Never got booked in your whole career, they tried to send you off the air. But writing crew stood right there with you and the right thing to do was to show you care. So when the government dehumanizes people who've been forced to flee for their lives, you stood up for those who don't have a voice. And when it hit the fan, you stood by your choice. They tried to do play Leicester City. Suela acted less than pretty. You spoke reason. Chris Whitty, they took the biscuit. McVitie's. This one goes out to the top G. They ain't been treating you properly. This one goes out to the top G. They ain't been treating you properly. This one goes out to the top G. They ain't been treating you properly. All of the haters, all of the same. Tell them to put some respect in your name to the bridge. Uh, and the third verse is me just listing other people whose names begin with G. Gary Kasparov, chessboard solver, Georgia O'Keefe, flowery vulvas, Jerry Halliwell, weather reporter, Graham Norton, Jeffrey Chaucer, Gwen Stefani, Gemma Chan, Grace Jones, Gillian Anderson, even Gotche's above you, bro, and he's somebody that I used to know. There's the OG Galileo Galilei, fathered observational astronomy today, Guy Fawkes gave us fireworks night, George Takai, oh my, I was thick one of Gwyneth Paltrow's eggs in an orifice before I break this misogynist, only time you'd have a top of list is people who chat a lot of shit. So this one goes out to the top G, they ain't been treating you properly. This one goes out to the top G, they ain't been treating you properly. This one goes out to the top G, they ain't been treating you properly. All of the haters, all of the same. it's the best thing I've ever done <laughs> and I think it's the best thing I ever will do and I'm absolutely okay with that. Um, my related question for you, <laughs> having listed all of the top G's, sure. uh, Grace called you H earlier yeah. and I was confused because I'm also H. She calls you H. Um, yeah. And we are two top H's but I wondered wh who are some of your other top H's? Um, Howard from those Halifax adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Did some Very really great strong. work. Also, absolute tune, like you, absolute tune. Well done. Thank you. But also, his, like, who let the dogs out thing. Yeah. About so good. Who gives you extra? Yeah. yeah That's yeah, it. Yeah. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. gives you extra? Who? Who? <laughs> we do. We do, yeah. yeah. Really great work. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Um, 
I went to see H, the rapper, oh, recently. I thought you were going to say H from Steps. And really my uh, everyone thought I meant H from Steps mm. um, and H had that exact reaction. H stands for hyperactive. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, okay. I did know that. Well, that's why we're friends. Um, <laughs> would you like to share something new? Sure. This is new, new. Because I realised, with uh, I thought, well, if I do the book or something, oh, that means I've got to write poems. <laughs> which I haven't done for a short while. Um, also, if yeah, my stuff is sort of like, it's a bit more prose poetry, so uh, is, is it a poem? Is it a bit of a weird story? It's not for me to say. Um, <laughs> this one's called The Emotional Recognition Test. So I did not get into detective school because I failed the emotional recognition test. Um, the chief inspector showed me 10 different pictures of the same woman the same woman um, in one she appeared to be happy in another she appeared to be sad appeared to be shocked appeared to be sheepish and so on and so on the cards were flipped up and then down and I gave the same answer each time she's sad I said she's sad in the mall and the chief inspector told me I was wrong one out of ten he said and that I had to leave the building and give my sunglasses in at the desk but she's sad, I said. She's sad in the mall. On the day she was asked to model for this test, she was sad. And she's doing the movements, the movements she was told, like the smile in that one, the heavy eyebrow in that. But if you actually look at them, she's sad. Just ask her, I said, and you'll see. <laughs> ask her how she was feeling on the day these photographs were taken. And the chief inspector told me they didn't have her contact details anymore. <laughs> And I said, and that's a problem, is it, for a detective agency? <laughs> and he rolled his eyes and told me I had to leave and hand my sunglasses in at the desk. But if I managed to find the woman pictured in the emotional recognition test and indeed get her to confirm that she was sad on that day, then I could come back in for a meeting. I spent 14 months tracking her down. <laughs> the stakeouts were rough. The paperwork tedious and the magnifying glass, a waste of time. <laughs> but I finally, finally found her sitting on top of a slide in an empty children's playground, and I summed up the situation as quickly as I could, and I got to it, shouting from the bottom. I said, so were you? Were you sad that day? The day they told you to look happy, and then shocked, and then sheepish, and so on, and so on. And she scrawled on a piece of lime paper, and then she threw it at me and slid down the slide and got up and ran, never looking back. I found the address within the hour. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a detective at the top of my game. <laughs> but when I got to a door, a man with a camera around his neck answered with a sigh and said, I must be the new model for the emotional recognition test. <laughs> And after all that chasing and the sense that I was going to be finally rewarded for recognising what others had missed, I stood by the wall and did my best to pretend. Um, can I ask you about some of your other detective work? Specifically. Yeah. And now I'll do something borrowed. <laughs> um, this uh, is a poem by Khalil Gibran, 
uh, and I didn't know their work, but I saw someone read this poem and I thought it was very good. So I thought I would continue that journey by reading it. And then one of you has to take it and read it somewhere. Otherwise, we'll all be cursed. <laughs> uh, this is called On Friendship. And a youth said, speak to us of friendship. And he answered saying, your friend is your needs answered. They are your field which you sow with love and reap with thanksgiving. And they are your board and your fireside. For you come to them with your hunger and you seek them for peace. When your friend speaks their mind, you fear not the nay in your own mind, nor do you withhold the I. And when they are silent, your heart ceases not to listen to their heart. For without words, in friendship, all thoughts, all desires, all expectations are born and shared with joy that is unacclaimed. When you part from your friend, you grieve not. For that which you love most in them may be clearer in their absence, as the mountain to the climber is clearer from the plain. And let there be no purpose in friendship save the deepening of the spirit. For love that seeks aught but the disclosure of its own mystery is not love but a net cast forth, and only the unprofitable is caught. And let your best be for your friend. If they must know the ebb of your tide, let them know its flood also. For what is your friend that you should seek them with hours to kill? Seek them always with hours to live. For it is theirs to fill your need, but not your emptiness. And in the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning and is refreshed. You've got a really beautiful way you read things. It's very, it's like, sort of, because you do that religious stuff sometimes, don't you, on Mojo 4? Yep. It's, <laughs> it's got that real... How do I get to do that? I want to be a vicar. <laughs> oh, no, joking. <laughs> detective and vicar. vicar <laughs> um, yeah, oh, really beautiful, mate. Thanks. Go we on. are friends. We are. We met at a gig. We did. And then sort of decided to be friends. Mm -hmm. And look at us now. <laughs> back at a gig. <laughs> um, what would you say has been the highlight of our friendship? Um, we had some good pineapple times. We had some good pineapple times. Recently. Harry I made a dish in a pineapple. Which was great. Yeah. Um, some people were here. I might not want to make yeah. themselves known right now, but they were also there. And I think we've had a great, great time. Yeah. Um, you also made me a really good hot chocolate once with like salted caramel shit. Oh, yeah. That's and good. It time. was phenomenal. Thank you. Great. Um, would you like to do a Well, what's yours? Mine. Uh, we went to, oh. it was Open Farm Day. And we went to the farm that makes Owlet fruit Owlet. juice available at the bar and uh, we got to sit in tractors and drink apple juice and since then uh, I when I had COVID I drank some and it cured it so uh, it's powerful stuff and then you sent me some and I drank it when I was having a reaction to a tattoo that I'd had I had like tattoo flu which is where you sort of get a fever and don't feel very well and there's a frightening moment where it might be sepsis. But I had um, I had the outlet fruit juice, it was fine. So <laughs> absolutely fine the it next is day. Incredible. So yeah, it's yeah. right, it's there. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, that was a nice day. We went on a tour that the man showed us the Apple Factory. <laughs> yeah. 
It was crap. I think at one point I just we were in a group and I went, "What is an owlet?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a baby yeah. owl. Baby owl. Nothing to do with apples. Yeah. Can I do a poem? Yes, please. So this is one that I've done two for. Great. Two other people. So we got um, to the woman crying uncontrollably in the next door by Kim Adonizo, which um, it's literally saved me from the brink a few times. You know, like sometimes you just need a, a need a poem. And you're like, oh, it will be all right. If you ever woke in your dress at 4 a.m., ever closed your legs to someone you loved, opened them for someone you didn't, moved against a pillow in the dark, stood miserably on a beach, seaweed clinging to your ankles, paid good money for a bad haircut, backed away from a mirror that wanted to kill you, bled into the back seat for lack of a tampon, if you swam across a river under rain, sang using a dildo for a microphone, Stayed up to watch the moon eat the sun entire. Ripped out the stitches in your heart because why not if you think nothing and no one can listen. I love you. Joy is coming. Mm. Um, and then I wanted to do the orange by Wendy Cope. Um, at lunchtime, I bought a huge orange. The size of it made us all laugh. I peeled it and shared it with Robert and Dave. They got quarters. I had a half. And that orange, it made me so happy, as ordinary things often do just lately. The shopping, a walk in the park, this peace and contentment, it's new. The rest of the day was quite easy. I did all my jobs on my list and enjoyed them and had some time over. I love you. I'm glad I exist. That's one of my favourite poems. I it's a corker, isn't it's it? It's so good. Absolute corker. She's it's the one, one that you read like, as a writer and you're like, well, that's oranges out then. <laughs> <laughs> She's written the best poem anyone can ever write about an orange, so... Nothing I can do with that. <laughs> I was contemplating getting a tattoo, and yep. it was between two. It was that poem and a Mary Oliver poem that ends with the line, what is it you plan to do with your wild and precious life? Mm. And that poem's all about a grasshopper. So it's between an orange and a grasshopper. And then Grace pointed out that it would be horrible to look at a grasshopper on my body. So <laughs> uh, orange is the current front runner. Maybe a grasshopper on your back, yeah. and then, or like a little grasshopper on an orange. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's your body, your choice, you do what yes. you want. <laughs> That's on camera. Great. <laughs> um, cool. I'm going to do my final one something blue. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did 25 episodes of this uh over the last few years so i ran out of legitimate links to blue things but i've enjoyed getting more and more tenuous and so this poem mentions mccoy's salt and vinegar crisps <laughs> which are blue uh and uh last year i went to edinburgh and did a new show and then did a tour with it and it was so soul restoring for me uh i found lockdown really hard 
some other stuff was going on that I found really hard and to be back kind of connecting with people was was just the best possible thing and so it was tempting in that moment to think okay well then I need to just keep doing this forever but I knew in amongst that that what I really needed was to then take a step back and work out what the next thing was uh, so in sort of May and June uh, me and Grace went away for a couple of months uh, and kept a diary and so this is called Things I Learned from our Euro trip, uh, and this is the subsection that is about food because that ended up being most of the two months. That tiramisu tastes best when it is eaten for breakfast. That lemon sorbet tastes best eaten straight out of a lemon. That lemonade tastes best after a three hour hike. That the lemon trees in Amalfi are grown from orange seeds. Once the roots are strong enough, a lemon shoot is grafted onto the top. The next time somebody tells me that I should be grafting more, I will choose to understand it as letting somebody else support you. That it is easier to learn to like anchovies than it is to learn the Spanish for do these olives have anchovies in. <laughs> that a kebab in Cologne beats a fancy dinner in Vienna every time. That my belief in having cultural experiences is stronger than my belief in vegetarianism especially when it comes to fresh fish in Corfu, or a breakfast in a German beer garden, or to be honest, a ham and cheese sandwich in a bus station in Bulgaria. That you can't lick the walls in a salt mine. <laughs> but also you can't not. <laughs> that Italians have got it sus for the concept of aperitivo, AKA why not serve every drink with tiny snacks that the best Italian food of the trip will be the cafe you only went into to get out of the rain, that Florence will have an ice cream shop so good you will go there three times in 24 hours, that a 10,000 kilometer pilgrimage for a Portuguese custard tart is entirely worth it, that when the options are to buy them in packs of one, six, or 50, you know they mean business, especially when you try to eat three in a row and are met with a sugar rush so intense you temporarily can't see, <laughs> that wherever you are in the world, you can trust Aldi, that the food I will miss most will be McCoy's salt and vinegar crisps, nice and spicy knickknacks, and Thai sweet chili sensations. That most crisps in Europe are simply original flavor, which when you think about it, isn't very original at all. That you will miss the act of cooking more than you miss any home-cooked meal. That there is a cafe opposite the station in Paris, even after battling through rush hour on the metro on the last day of your trip, discovering you booked the wrong train home so are delayed another hour, having finished the burger you ordered because it is a cultural experience. When you are presented with a creme brulee the size of your face, you will find it is impossible not to smile. Favourite crisp? Um, I'm on a cheese and onion situation at the moment, but um, prawn crocktail. <laughs> Yeah, prawn cocktail, special Very cocktail and prawn combination Very will be exciting. coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you up for finishing with something blue? I am, yeah. Um, can I just quickly say, um, I, I didn't do it as my something uh, borrowed, but um, Lee was talking about a meal. Uh, um, he is just the most lovely poet um, and we met and he was a wonderful man and um, I just wanted to share the story of someone talking about uh, 
how they will remember Emil, because they said, um, when I think of him now, I think of him uh, looking at his pond, uh, looking for frogs with a grandchild on his back. And um, it's just, it's basically poetry, isn't it? <laughs> just one of the most beautiful. And I, I often think of it now. Um, and whenever like I'm in nature and stuff, I just always think of Emil. And I think when we've lost people, it's just really nice to like, remember them in those images so I just wanted to like share that image because um yeah he was a beautiful man anyway back to me <laughs> so I'm sort of uh, doing a bit of a dick move here but since I've got an audience um I want to practice my dragon's den pitch <laughs> Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go on Dragon's Den. Um, I just want to, um, yeah, and also elephants are blue, aren't they? So, yeah, blue, grey, 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 blue. Um, so what I'll do, I'll go in and I'll be, I might stand up for this bit. I'll go in and I'll be like, hello, and then I'll look at, say, like, Deborah. I'll be like, hello, dragons, <laughs> like, but I'm uh, special with Deborah. And um, then I'll say, uh, I make death masks of elephants. The company is called Treasured Trunks. <laughs> so I'm just going to do the pitch just before it. Okay? Just going to do, yeah. So I started the company four years ago. Uh, <laughs> since its creation, I've had three customers. There were none in the first year, none in the second year, and two in the third year. Uh, the third order is still in progress because I had to reschedule after plaster casting the face of the wrong elephant. <laughs> there is a great tradition of death masks. They were used to remember the dead in the olden times. I was thinking about this when it struck me I can remember the names and faces of people that have died, but not one elephant that I have visited. <laughs> so zoos will want a death mask so the customers can see that like Paul the elephant has died <laughs> and then look at the death mask and say oh god it was Paul <laughs> who we saw last year or I do not remember Paul <laughs> um, I charge £500 per death mask the plaster cast cost me £100 per gallon it depends how big the elephant is as to how many gallons it takes, ears are extra. <laughs> <sighs> I would like to have more money so I can branch out to Africa, India, and Howlitz in Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I have put all my savings into this venture and quit my job after the second commission. This shows my commitment and dedication as an entrepreneur. <laughs> Uh, but I am not just in it for the money, it's my passion and I work on this seven days a week. I am hopeful that as the company grows, I will be able to plaster cast the faces of other animals. I would only ever do faces as it follows here, um, a historical tradition and keeps it dignified. Uh, <laughs> this is a rule I will never break, not even for a camel. <laughs> If I did branch out to faces of other animals, I would adapt the company name to Treasure Trunks and Faces of Other Animals. <laughs> I have registered domain names for both. <laughs> uh, 
and I'll say, but to be clear, it's only animals starting with elephants, and I'll have like a toy elephant that I'll point to at that juncture. <laughs> and then uh, to sum up, I'll just do my tagline, which is um, treasured trunks because an elephant never forgets, but you are not an elephant. <laughs> So you might. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me for this. This is very nice. That's Thank great. you all for coming as well and for being such a lovely audience. Yeah. Could we give it up one more time for all of the open micers? Can we give it up for Will and Forts for having us? Um, and give it up for yourselves for being the best. And then give it up for the fantastic Helen Seymour. And Harry. Um, and thank you so much to you for joining us, wherever you may be. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And this is now going to be a monthly fix. So if you'd like to join us live, you can find details on my website, harrybaker.co, or my Instagram at harrybakerpoets, and we will be there once a month with a different guest and then coming into your ears through the various podcast forms. You can listen back to previous episodes, there's two seasons worth, and hopefully now this will be much more sustainable and much more fun for everyone. Thank you so much. If you have enjoyed this, please do get in touch. Let us know if you have any guests you would like to see on future ones, or if you want to come down and see it live, we would love to see you there. Otherwise, stay safe, stay brilliant, and I will see you soon. Bye. Something borrowed by Harry Baker To all of my friends who are watching right now Thank you so much for being here I'm in a good mood and you can't guarantee that these days